poetry where creativity speaks. Poetry was born out of a desire to provide a platform for local artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs to come and talk about their craft with the District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia audience. Over the course of the program, you will hear from poets, singers, actors, dancers, musicians, comedians, and more. Occasionally, you will get advice from business and financial experts, dating and marriage coaches, as well as a local chef who will bring you quick and delicious recipes, especially for the cooking challenged. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your new favorite podcast. And Sean has a poem for us. Sean, what's the title of your poem? The title of the poem is The Crocuses, and it was written by e. Francis E.W. Harper. Uh, Francis was born in 1825 in Baltimore, Maryland. She was the daughter of free black parents, and her first poem collection, Forest Leaves, was published around 1845. The delivery of her public speech, education, and the elevation of the colored race resulted in a two-year lecture tour for the Anti-Slavery Society. She died in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1911. Here it is, the crocuses. They heard the south wind sighing, a murmur of the rain, and they knew that earth was longing to see them all again. While the snowdrops still were sleeping beneath the silent sod, they felt their new life pulsing within the dark, cold clod. Not a daffodil nor daisy had dared to raise its head, nor a fair-haired dandelion peeped timid from its bed. Though a tremor of the winter did shivering through them run, yet they lifted up their foreheads to greet the vernal sun, and the sunbeams gave them welcome, as did the morning air, and scattered o'er their simple robes rich tints of beauty rare. Soon a host of lovely flowers from vales and woodland burst, but in all that fair procession, the crocuses were first, first to weave for earth a chaplet, to crown her dear old head, and to beauty the pathway where winter still did tread. And their loved and white-haired mother smiled sweetly neath the touch when she knew her faithful children we're loving her so much. I think that's so cute. <laughs> and the reason why I chose it is because we're here with this rainy day. It's, it's just pouring down rain. And, you know, behind all that rain is, is um, the earth being seeded for growth. And you got to have that, you know, that rain. It's beautiful. And this poem to me just is so it's so joyful about nurturing and and children and love I guess that's what I get most from it is love how about you I see that image of the earth um being the mother and all of these um plants loving her by coming out and being visible and sharing themselves with us and also I take that message of hope because we're going into the fall now. And in order to get through the fall and the winter, you've got to have hope for the spring. Absolutely. And that's what the crocuses give us. Like, you know, it's it's coming, everybody. It's coming. Don't don't fret about winter. Spring is coming. Yes. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. Um, I think it's in Matthew. It's a Bible scripture. Um, the birds don't worry about what they're going to eat or where they're going to sleep or things like that. Um, nature takes care of everything. And so that's one of those things, like listening to that was very visual. So it gives me just that nostalgic feeling I used to have, uh, especially around when I was a kid, autumn, mm-hmm. when leaves are falling, getting ready for Halloween, you know, thinking about the candy. I wasn't allowed to trick or treat. But, uh, <laughs> oh, poor baby. <laughs> it was too dangerous back then. Oh, yeah, wow. but it, you know, but um, but yeah, it's it was very visual. Kind of again, I'm all about that artistic transport, mm-hmm. and that's what it, that's what that did for me. Mm-hmm. For more about Francis Harper, please visit poets.org, and you can also see a picture of the crocus um, on that site as well. They're very beautiful. Thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. 
today, Troy Soul Edler. Uh, we had to get him by his full name. He is a dynamite singer, dynamite performer, and if you haven't heard of him, you're about to now. So, Troy, welcome. Thank you for having me here. It's good to be here. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. Okay, so, <coughs> this name, uh, it's very unique. <laughs> What's the story behind this name? Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my born name, my government name is Troy Edler. Um, okay. I took the name Soul, spelled S-O-L. I started using that when I used to go to uh, open mics. And I just noticed that a lot of people who were performing, a lot of, you know, the artists, they had catchy names. And, you know, I wanted to use, I wanted to come up with something. And um, my name, the name Troy, actually is Latin for soldier. So oh. I literally just kind of took the first part of that word and use it but you know that when you get into the latin meaning it you know it also references the sun and that kind of thing so i said okay well this i feel like this fits right that was my thought was soul meaning sun yeah but that's very interesting about soldier as well and then of course you factor in kind of where i am i guess musically and the kind of music that i uh try to exude that i grew up on i think soul uh, kind of encompasses a little bit of everything that encompasses me musically. So I said, okay, this fits. Nice. This yeah, works. it's different. It's catchy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think people would be most surprised about you to learn about you? Mm. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, I know uh, musically, I I think I give a kind of, I give people uh, a particular impression uh, when they hear me sing, uh, they you know they think of particular artists or a particular sound that kind of thing. But musically, I am really kind of all over the place. I love all types of music. I'm one of those people who believes that good music is good music. It's, Same yep. thing, you know, with spoken word, with poetry, uh, you know, with instrumental music. I love it all. I I you know I would I love going to the Kennedy Center and just watching ballet. It's all the same to me it's all lumped up so I really have an appreciation for all of it I cannot play an instrument <laughs> I can't dance you know <laughs> nothing like that but I have an appreciation for all of it any of it can bring me to tears or any of art. it can inspire yes. me mm -hmm. and I think it's important for people to know that I believe that any one form of art whether it's cooking you know whether it's interior design any one can inspire another I yes. think it's all connected I absolutely agree, and I love that you said that. Yeah. You know, opera, I'm going to throw opera in there absolutely. as well. Absolutely. <laughs> love opera. Yeah. yeah. Um, you are very talented, and I'm curious to know because you, you're a singer, you're a songwriter, mm -hmm. you're a performer, a public speaker. Out of all of your gifts, which one do you love the most, and then which one do you think has the most impact? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> The one I love the most is whatever is allowing me to connect with people. Um, I, I I feel like that's, I, I'm one of those people, I take my gifts seriously. You know, I believe they're sacred. I believe that, you know, I'm gifted by something bigger than myself. And I believe that, you know, while the gift is great, you know, it's good to look at. It's eye-catching or ear-catching or whatever have you. You know, it you know, it gets your attention. But I believe that my ministry is to connect with people. Um, you know, whether it's through music or whatever type of art form I'm exercising in at the time. So whatever one allows me to connect with people. I'm one of those people when I perform live, I love to look people in their eyes, you know, to to I love for them to talk back. I love to sing to them when the show is over. 
I will stay there as long as I can <laughs> to talk to people and to shake hands and all that kind of stuff. To hear people tell me or relate to me how my music affects them or that kind of thing, I get a lot out of that. And that's, you know, that's fuel to keep doing what I'm doing. So whatever art form or whatever particular, you know, medium I'm using to, that helps me connect with people. That's wonderful. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's great yeah. that you, you said you stick around too. That That's absolutely that's, that's the best special. Part. Yeah. And that's, that's important because you have, may have that one person that, you know, that you just inspired to launch their, their, their own career. Absolutely. And you stay there for them to get to shake your hand. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if I am, there are artists who inspired me to do what I do and I want to honor them by doing the same thing for someone else. Mm. I always want to feel like I'm a part of something bigger. And if that's what I'm doing, then I'm succeeding as an artist. That's how I feel. So how did you know that you were going to be singing? I mean, you, you mentioned that you did open mics. What was it like to get up there the first time and, and actually push through all that <laughs> fear that you had to have had? Because I can't imagine. <laughs> um, it's, it, you know, the fear is one thing, but as an artist, I think you, you reach that point where you just really have a burning. You have something that you absolutely have to say, that you have to get off of your chest or something that you just can't sit on, you know, you, you sit there sometimes, you know, as a poet or as a songwriter, you, you write something or you compose something and you're like, I have to get this out. Somebody has to hear this, even if it's just for me to, you know, kind of get it out of my spirit. So I, I, I still remember the very first open mic that I ever went to. It was at um, Bohemian Caverns back when Dehaja mm -hmm. was wow. hosting on Wednesday nights. Wow. And that was <laughs> the first time I ever went to an open mic, and I don't even remember what I did. I'm pretty sure I just read something out of my notebook, but um, I remember it. And I think from that moment on, it was a thing for me. Um, I was at Bar None, at the movement at Bar None for years, Across the every single Monday night. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it was like church, yeah. you know, and as an artist, you know, when you have that platform to just go and just kind of open your mouth and say what you have to say or sing what you want to sing or, you know, talk about what you want to talk about. It's, I think it's essential for artists anywhere in their, you know, in their journey to be able to do that because it, it's good for them because, you know, they don't have to worry about, you know, what the quote unquote record company or the industry is telling them to do. But at the same time, you have people who are looking at them and seeing what they're doing and, you know, you know how when you do something like that, you give other people the courage to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what it was. I remember going to the movement and seeing Raheem Devon come in there, you know, and, and Dub, Dub L. I remember seeing these people come in there and I'm like, wow, okay. I can, you know, I can, I can mm -hmm. do what they're doing. I can have the courage. I can, you know, sing my song. I can keep writing. I can come to places like this and people actually want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> right. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah that's great. What year was that? Whew. It's okay. You can say <laughs> Oh, no. I, yeah. It's just, I, it's, it's literally like a time travel. Mm. That was probably <laughs> like 2000, 2001. Okay. Yeah. 18 years ago. Mm. Good 17 for years you. ago. Yeah. But, so, it, you know, it's amazing that something like that will start you on a road. Yeah. And here it is, 2018. I'm still on that road, you know. I think that's an, an important uh, piece to, like, just to stamp there is the fact that DM, the DMV, DC musicians, mm -hmm. are just artists, poets, everything, um, it's, it's been a hub. Yeah. And for so long, you Very had the Bar so. Nuns, you had the Bohemian Cavern, you had... Um, like it was different, so many different venues. Yeah, uh, was it um, even what's what's it called? Um, must uh, was it not Mustang Sally, but up there um, in Georgetown. Yeah, they've oh, been there for a while under a different name. But my point is, it's like these places are where you know musicians went and artists expressed themselves. Yeah, and now twenty years later, <laughs> yeah, we you know we're still able to do what we, that what we've been doing. Yeah, but it's just now it's the thing where things have changed. But also, what I think, like you said, is very important to have that it's very you know, anywhere you are like somewhere just to kind of cut your teeth you know yeah right so, and there real. was also this other little place out of the way in the columbia jessup area called cocoa butters where you I could go about that. Yeah. and hear artists sing and also people did poetry mm -hmm. yeah open yeah. mic yeah i miss that place i wish they would come back yeah we need places <laughs> like that like, i remember yeah. going to warm wednesdays in baltimore and mm. you know even up until recently we had uh, wednesday verses mm-hmm with with Lorna Pinkney, 
rest in peace. She passed away last yeah. year, but yeah. she was like an institution here and in Richmond. Um, myself and my best friend, we have an event on that we do on Thursday. It's called Thursday Bliss, where people come out and sing, and you know stuff like that. It's it's all important. Even with our event, it's important to note that he did it the first time just because he wanted to feature a friend of his who was working on in music, and eight years later we're mm-hmm. still doing it because people come out. They want that 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 platform. They want they want somewhere where they can kind of Absolutely. express themselves. There's a a need for it, there's and there's a, a for want it. for it. Absolutely, yes. So back to 2001 was your first open mic, is that correct? Mm-hmm. So then fast forward to mm-hmm. 2012. How did you get Reverb started? Okay, well now Reverb. I actually Reverb has been around for since 1990, 91. Oh. I joined in. Ooh, 2002. So I've been with the group ever since then. And I just kind of started as a, um, as like an alternate. And then one of the members of the group, uh, Russell Jeter III, he moved uh, out of town. And so I kind of slid into his spot and just kind of fell right in. And I've been with that group for ages. (laughs) (laughs) But um, that's, um, you know, that's like one of those, cars that I drive in when it comes to what I'm doing. We're a male acapella group and, uh, you know, we would meet and sit down and just work out these songs and these harmonies and original songs and, you know, popular music. And we would get to sing them for senior citizens, you know, elementary school kids, folk festivals. Um, the group has been to North Africa, like they've been everywhere. We've been up and down the coast. But, you know, it's just amazing to be able to do something like that for a variety of, of different artists of different ears and different listeners. We've been all over the DMV, you know, all in Virginia, singing at schools in Virginia, schools in D.C. It's just a good time um, whenever, you know, whenever we can. And, and the, the good thing about a group like that is that we pride ourselves on everyone kind of contributing uh, whether it's lyrically, whether it's leading songs, like everybody, you know, kind of does something different. Uh, we've got guys in there who sing at their church. We have guys who are playing, you know, mm-hmm. out of Howard University music program. It's a little bit of everything. And we just kind of all come together. And it's it, the interesting thing about Reverb is we've been together for so long. We're very much like brothers. Like mm-hmm. we come in there and we have all kinds of different differences of opinion and we throw it all on the wall Mm -hmm. and then we make good music and then we go home and then we come back the next (laughs) week and do it all again Uh, and i I think it's important to say because that group has been together for a long time and you have groups who get together for one reason or another whether it's a a music industry decision that kind of thing and they cannot deal with each other they can't work with each other but it's Mm -hmm. important to understand if you if you have that mutual love for the music and a mutual respect for each other. You can have differences of opinion. You can have different, you know, ideas about what the music should do and where it should go and, you know, how it should sound. But if you love it, you make it work, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You're kind of more committed to the the it, outcome, the product, the what you're doing exactly. versus your... Versus your ego. Your, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when are you guys going to play next? When will that be? That's a good question. We've slowed down lately. Um, we got really busy working with um, Washington Performing Arts. Uh, we, we were doing a program uh, called Black History and Harmony, where we would go into um, schools and basically do a timeline of... The black experience in America from wow. slavery, That's from yeah, from the uh, the Middle Passage up into uh, present day, and you know, as we would insert different uh, uh, scenarios through time, we would perform our songs that were relevant to that particular time period, and we would we get to do this for elementary school kids, like little kids, and um, you know, it's cool because we incorporate different vocal techniques and stuff in with them to have them join in with us so you know we've done stuff like that but that tends to pick up as the school year starts so who knows we might be doing that some more pretty oh, soon yeah, I hope so um we get to sing for the senior citizens throughout the year we just sang um at delta towers and um uh off of um, 8th street mm-hmm. uh not too long ago for for the senior citizens and we were in there doing temptations oh, and, you know, i know they love that a little bit of everything so wow. stuff like that 
Yeah. No, that's fun. Yeah. So I'm not sure when we're going to be hitting next, but stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> um, so are you, do you have a music company? Are you working on that or anything question. like that? Such a good question. Well, um, currently I am working with a company called Rhythm Universal Records, um, a gentleman uh, by the name of Ernest Coleman III. Uh, we call him EC3. Um, we worked together a few years ago. He pulled me in to do um, some vocals on some music he was doing. And then um, he said, hey, Soul, I, I want to do a project on you. And it had been a long time since I had done a project. <laughs> I did my, my debut project in 2005. And I had kind of played around with the idea of doing something else, but didn't really sit still long enough to do it. So when he proposed that, I felt like it was time. This was about two years ago. And so we hopped to it and we started writing, started composing. Um, and we kicked my, my newest project out um, called Upfront last March. Um, and we've just kind of been pushing that ever since. But along with that, we've been working on other projects together. Um, he's been promoting some other artists. He's releasing a new artist this month called, her name is Nicole, Nicole Long. And she has a new project. And I was able to come in and do vocal arranging and stuff on her project. Um, but all of this is under the Rhythm Universal Records umbrella. So uh, we just kind of pull together and just, you know, write and produce and, kick stuff out there and see what happens. But that's who I'm working with most, the closest these days, Rhythm Universal Records. And um, yeah, just we're excited about this new project. Um, this uh, young lady, she's, uh, she's amazing. Um, we were able to sit in the studio and listen to her interpret some of these classic, not as well known tunes, Here's to Life, uh, and, you know, we're sitting in the studio and I, I was literally crying oh, wow. at, you know, what was happening. So, I'm you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm there for. You know, <laughs> I don't have to be up front. I don't you know, I don't need to you know, I don't need move the camera. I don't need all that. But to be a part of that process mm -hmm. and to be a part of that magic. I look forward to hearing that. It's good stuff. Yeah. I look forward to you hearing it. It's great. It's good stuff. So I understand that you know the owner of the studio, Sweet Spot Studio. Oh, yes. Nico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yes. tell us about that little project. Here. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, Nico pulled me in to work with a documentary that uh, he was scoring a couple years ago. And I was just very glad to be a part of that process because I had never done something like that before. Um to come in, it, it's very easy to work with Nico because he knows what he wants. He knows music. He knows filming. He knows setting moods and tones. And, he, you know, he, he's a painter. Yes. Of various, <laughs> you know, mediums. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's always great when you work with someone like that. Um, it's very frustrating when someone either does not know what they want or doesn't know how to communicate it. Correct. And that's not Nico. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so exactly it, yeah. So that, it's good. And we got uh, I came in and Tamara Wellens and mm -hmm. Deborah Bond, we all came in and we just did what we do. Like, you know, we've been making music together or appreciating one another's craft for a long time now. So, you know, we came in and it was it's it's great to see someone like Nico who wears different hats mm -hmm. you know wear those hats and wear them well you know I've I've been on stage with Nico playing the flute and what have you and then I've sat right in the studio and watched him at that board doing what he does making us sound better it's amazing <laughs> isn't it and directing yeah. us so yeah it was a great experience <laughs> and the finished product what I saw of the finished product was outstanding so sweet. I'm just waiting on them to call me again. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> so along those lines, um, what do you? How do you see uh, working in the DMV? Is it a supportive environment for an artist to work full time? Um, I th I would say yes, definitely. Um, but I will say, along with anything, whether in this particular profession. Anywhere you got to hustle, um, you kind of have to put yourself out there and, and make yourself available. You have to be open. You have to be versatile. You have to be good at what you do. 
Um, you have to know how to work with people. Uh, you know, and I think that that that's anywhere. You know, there have been times I have considered relocating to do what I do full time and that kind of thing. And I I find that what I have here in D.C., what is here in the D.M.V. is you know just as ripe as anywhere else. We have amazing musicians. We have amazing writers, amazing artists of various uh, fields and genres right here. Um, so many ideas. So many geniuses with what they do <laughs> we have the best musicians in dc right here whoop, we have here. yeah we have the best writers they're all right here so i think it's definitely possible to do it right here but you can't just sit back and kind of wait for it to come to you you definitely have to you know let people know hey i'm here when people approach me and ask me you know for advice as far as people starting out um, a lot of times singers will tell me, well, hey, how did you how did you get to where you are? That kind of thing. And I tell them you and this is, you know, this this is another uh, biblical reference. But, you know, in the Bible, you know, there's a scripture where it says that um, you're you basically walk in your gift and it will make room for you. So if you are a singer, be seen singing. You know, if you are a writer, let people hear what you're writing. If If you're a dancer. Dance wherever you are. You know, you have to be that person. If you really hold what you do sacred and you believe that your gifts are supposed to be shared with the world, share them. Mm -hmm. And it can't always be about the payoff. It can't always be about how much money you're going to make. can't always be about that. It would be nice. <laughs> it would <laughs> I, be great. I just had a conversation with uh, Tamara, uh, Tamara about that. Yeah. Uh, um, just in general in regard to. Um, sometimes we put pressure on our gifts because yeah. we're trying to make a living from it. Yeah. And it's not free to be. And the gift comes freely. So if we're choking it, hey, I need to pay this light bill. You're choking it. It's it, not it's not gonna work. And that's <laughs> real. It's real. And and yeah. you and you know, people wonder why sometimes you 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 partake of this person's art form and it's not what you thought it was gonna be, or you know, mm. it, it it you didn't get what you someone else got you know that kind of thing it all of that kind of factors in a lot of times it's 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 hard being a full-time musician because you can't do it for the reasons that you always want to do it for um it's something that we as artists have a passion for but you know you you can't always do it for the passion sometimes you have to do it <laughs> to pay a bill <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna affect what you yeah. you know what you offer mm -hmm. and we have to be careful about that if we hold what we do sacred you know, you can't always just cast your pearls before swine. You have to mm -hmm. value what you do and, and who you do it for and how you do it. It all has to kind of come into play. But it can be done it, 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 to do it full time. It can be done. And as I'm saying this now, I'm saying it to myself because <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. it gets hard. Yeah. And you 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 straddle whether or not you're going to make those compromising decisions or uh, whether or not you're going to give it up altogether. You know, mm -hmm. those times are real. I can remember having the conversation with Deborah years ago, and mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm not sure if I can do it. You know, I'm not sure. Having the conversation with Kenny Wesley, I'm mm -hmm. not sure about it. You know, how, you know, how do I navigate, you know, that kind of thing. So it's you. It's a conversation you have to continue to have yeah. with other artists, with yourself. You have to continue to encourage yourself in what it is that you do. You have to continue to remind yourself that it's worth it to to make room for it it's worth it to make time for it it's worth it to make connections for it it's worth it to talk about it i'm a very you're not supposed to say that you're humble but i'm i'm a, I'm a humble person i don't like to quote unquote big up myself but i have to remind myself hey and i have and, and you have to surround yourself with people who do that too and say hey you know, let this person know that you can do this, that this is how much you're worth. This is what your time is worth. Um, you know, this how the, how important this is to you. Let them know. Make sure people know that. So, yeah, it's it's a it's an exercise. It's a constant exercise. Mm -hmm. The best visual I can give is if you see like you can see a pond or whatever, you see the water going. Mm -hmm. And the best way I can kind of not summarize everything you said, but just part of what you were saying about letting people know what you're doing. Stick your finger in the water. Yeah. And you see how the water goes around you. Now yes. you're part of the current. Mm -hmm. So that's like the best way to do it, especially in this area, because you can be the greatest in your basement. I mean, we, <laughs> yeah. we both know many musicians. We, yes. that, that also, like also, we, we talk about Sundays because mm -hmm. church, yes. you know, they're, they're amazing. They, they're amazing. They play right. under, just un, under a building. They're sitting at home. 
because mm-hmm. no one knows but me mm-hmm. <laughs> that they can play or yeah. us, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that you said that and how you said it and encouraging the fact that you have to encourage yourself. And, and also you have surrounded yourself with people who are also doing it. Yes. And you all, it sounds like a community. Like yeah, you have a absolutely. community. Absolutely. To and keep I, each other, you know, grounded, encouraging each other and also, um, you know, staying in the game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it is everywhere else, but I know here we are definitely a family. Um, you know, we support each other. If we're not working, we're at each other's shows, you know, right, supporting right. each other. Sometimes we're off doing our own stuff, but no, we, we we definitely support each other. We have been supporting each other for years. We love to see new talent spring up. Um, we, we love to see people who we know have been pushing for years and years get that break or get that opportunity. Um, you know, uh, we were supposed to have, a, Deborah and I are working on something together um, and she, we were supposed to be having a rehearsal and she wound up not being able to do it because she got, you know, asked to perform for something. Yeah, we can't, ha- we can't rehearse, but yay, Deborah. Exactly. You know, that's how it's supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you're speaking to, there's room enough for everybody. There's room for everybody. Yeah. There's one for everybody. Nobody is doing the same thing that somebody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And if people, if it, when you're an artist, it's important that you be yourself. That's important. Don't try to be somebody else. That's the quickest road down, you know, yeah, it'll, off the cliff. It, it, it'll, it'll translate. It'll definitely communicate over that microphone. Yeah. Like, oh, that's not authentic. Let me go get a drink. It translates. Or get something to eat. <laughs> it translates. People yeah. will, you know, they will be there to receive it and it will go right by them and they won't know why and you won't know why, but it, you know, you have to be yourself. You have to, and, um, it, you know, if you, if you really want to stand out, if you really want to, you know, make sure that people hear what you have to say, because we all have something that somebody needs to hear. I tell people that also all the time, what you have to say, it's for someone, you know, and that's why it's important when you, when you perform, when you get to that show, if there are five people in there, Perform your life away for those five people because it that you know you're meant to be there. They're meant to be there. That moment is meant. So do what you do, like it's meant. Like you know, like you're meant to do it. Um, I'm very, I'm I'm serious about that. You know, whether I I just did a show not too long ago and there was not a not a lot of people there, mm-hmm. and you know for various reasons, for various reasons, some on my on my own part. But, you know, I was there, my band was there, my singers were there, a couple of friends were there, and people who I didn't know, a few of them were there. And I said, well, here we are. Here you go. Let's do what we do. And we had an amazing night, you know? So I, I you know. Love it. Made some new friends, mm-hmm. met some new people. It's, you know, you just have to have faith in your gift, have faith in what you do and how you do it, and do it like no one else is going to do it. Yeah, you never know who's in the audience. You never know. Yeah. It could be a big time producer. You just never know. Or it could be somebody who is this close to committing suicide or this close That's to it. walking out on their yeah. marriage or mm-hmm. this close to, you know, throwing in the towel on their own art right. form. You right. never know. And it's all, it's a big tapestry. It's a big picture. And you got to kind of see yourself in the big picture. Right. You're there for that moment. You're there to sing or to say or to perform whatever it is you're there to do. Just do it. You know, that's how I look at it. I love it. So <clears throat> this uh, new <laughs> single you got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to play that video real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, <laughs> that's the way that I feel you. And... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's smoking hot video. Yes. Oh, smoky. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, how did you film it? How did you come up with the concept? And how did how did Mesa? Hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ex- explain. Okay. <laughs> explain All this right. one. <laughs> well, the song, um, the song, the concept for the song was actually um, EC3's idea, the okay. producer, the, the um, and um, he basically gave me the hook. And mm. said, okay, well, what can you do with this? So I basically wrote the rest of the song. Um, our friend, uh, uh, well, he did that. I, I wrote the, the lyrics and everything. And then once we kind of had the song and had everything together, he kind of came up with the concept for the video and everything. So we went down to Atlanta and did all this shooting in Atlanta. We were in the same neighborhood as T.I. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so we were shooting down there and everything for a couple of days and just wanted to, you know, have a good adult, <laughs> <clears throat> sexy time with the video. And uh, so, yeah, so we did that. Um, and he also, you know, he had the idea of, well, hey, why don't you um, see if you can pull in some of the people who you've worked with um, into the video shoot? I've had the the blessing and the honor to be able to do background vocals for several artists mm. um, who I look up to. So um, we were able to to get Mesa to to debut. Yay. I mean, to cameo. <laughs> we were able to get Will Downing in nice. there and Phil Perry and you know a couple others. Yeah. So it, you know, I you know that's the kind of thing I'm not really. I don't jump to to ask people to do, but mm-hmm. they were all too happy to do it. They were very accommodating. I still have video clips on my phone that they sent me because I can't believe, oh, my God, I have three <laughs> video clips from Will Downing in my phone. Yeah. You know, stuff like that is crazy. <laughs> you got to pinch yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But these are all, like, amazing people. Like, yes, they are. They're not just amazing musicians. They are great people Absolutely. To, to, to know, and they support. Like, Will Downing was big. I, I sang with him on um, Capital Jazz Cruise years ago, and, you know, here and there, whenever I would see him, he would always be like, where's the album? You know, he was one of those people where, where's the album? So, Mm -hmm. so, you know, Eric Roberson, you know, another one who was always like, Mm. what are you doing? And he was one of the first people who I worked with, um, as far as singing background and, you know, people like him, they've always been supportive and always, you know, kind of pushed me. So, yeah. Cool. Shall we have a listen? Yes. Let's check it out. Oh, and I forgot to mention the song features Gerald Albright on saxophone. Oh, right. So that That's was right. huge. Name of the song again? That's the way that I feel you. All right.
You talk about a feel-good song. Oh, my goodness. Love it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's that's real good. Nice groove. Thank you. I really like the music. Who's the band on that tune? Let me see if I can remember. So we had... uh, Adrian, I, I can't think of Adrian's last name. He's playing bass. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian on bass. Uh, Ricky Quinones on congas. Uh, 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 I have to. I have the to. The guitar player sounds familiar. That's why I asked. That's yeah. uh, Tony. <laughs> but I can't think of Tony's last okay. name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ty- I think Tyrone Jackson is playing keys on there mm-hmm. as well as Will Salter. And then I heard some other backing vocals there. Yes. Uh, Rayson Lamar, who mm-hmm. actually was just on The Voice this past season. Oh, yeah. Wow. For Washington. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. He's singing That's the top. Great. And my best friend, uh, Sean Michaels, who hosts the, uh, the open mic with me, he's singing the middle. And I'm singing the bottom in the harmony. Wow. That's it. That was great. You can't help but dance on that one. Yeah, that's, good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a feel good song. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. So, what what is making it look like to you? Ooh, loaded question. Um, I say loaded because, you know, like I was saying before, success is different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Um, making it for me is being able to successfully do what I love for a living and that be it, you know, not having to compromise or, or, you know, not having to, you know, basically don't, you know, being able to follow my passion and make a living at it. Um, I say it's loaded because, you know, some people say, well, you know, you should want to get rich or you should want everyone to know your name. And I'm not sure I necessarily want either of those things. Um, I want the people who need to know my name to know my name right. and yeah. and what I do and what I'm about, but I don't need to not be able to go to the grocery store, you know, when I want to or, you know, that kind of thing. I, I, I For me, being a success or making it is being good, doing what I've set out to do and being good. Um, I, I, I'm in the game to make an impact, to make an impression, um, but not necessarily to be better than anyone or to, you know, make anybody else look bad or anything like that. I, I mean, I believe I have something to say and nobody else is going to say what I have to say. So making it to me is, is, is doing that, making that impression, leaving that impression, um, being that voice that someone hears and is the amazing artist that they are 20 years from now because of what, I inspired them to do. For me, that's making it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I think of artists who affected me in that way, like Luther Vandross or or or, or Michael Jackson or Prince, or, you know, any of those artists, you know, it's you know, it's it's great, and I'm sure it helped the fact that they were world famous. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to reach someone like me with with their art. But yeah, I think that anyone can inspire anyone. And you never know who you're inspiring. So it's important to just, you know, do what you do to the best of your ability and, you know, let the universe take care of the rest. But, you know, I do I do want to uh, do what I do and be successfully successful with it, you know, in a. I guess a material sense. I I would love to be able to write for more people, uh, to sing with more people, to to um, you know arrange for more people, to travel more, um, that kind of thing, and you know help that kind of undergird and you know give me a foundation as far as just living off of what I do. Well, you kind, you kind of answered my next question, which was, what is the big dream, and when what year does it come to fruition? Who the big dream? I don't know what the big dream is. I think the big dream is to do what I do and not worry about <laughs> what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, ideas of, of things that I can do as far as my, my music is career, my musical career is concerned. I, I have, you know, visions here and there about, you know, uh, forming, entities 
that can help people like me, that can unify people like me, that can uh, kind of raise money or, or set up opportunities for people who are trying to do what I do or something close to it. I, I have, uh, you know, visions here and there of, of helping young musicians, pulling in all of the people who I know mm-hmm. who do similar things to help, you know, people who are trying to do what they do. Um, you know, I, I have, you know, some, some, I'm kicking some stuff around in my head. Yeah. I think that's probably the big dream to be able to uh, have something, some kind of entity overarching that helps all of, you know, the people like me or people trying to do what I do in various ways. Um, and something like that, you know, taking its own wings and taking its own legs and running and, you know, just, you know, kind of adding another dimension on to what, you know, people like me already do. You know, it's good that we can be out in the world, be out in the world and sing and dance and, you know, play our instruments, but to really kind of be able to plug in something else to, to help the world that we live in, this, this, the town or the city or whatever, what have you, I think that's important to what we do. And I think that would be a big part of what I dream for yeah, my, that's for my a craft. great dream. And yeah. we're in the DMV and it's nice that you've, you've said that you're going to stay. Mm-hmm. Right. So and you want to help other people. So if you could maybe wave a magic wand or speak to the powers that be, uh-huh. what could be put in place to help you make that happen? Mm. Um, I would say the for, uh, there's no uh, real school or entity of education for people to do what I do or to do what a lot of DMV artists do. Um, something, I think, if I couldn't wave a magic wand, they would be something like that. Um, we, you know, we're lucky enough, we're fortunate enough to have entities like Washington Performing Arts and, you know, various art institutions that help us, you know, with, as far as housing and stuff like that. But I wish they could do more. I wish, you know, more people who, you know, are out there kind of grinding and whatnot, knew about those opportunities, knew how to take advantage of them more. Um, I think if, you know, if I had a magic wand, I would (laughs) wave it and make that whole process or bridge those gaps. Um, I know for me, growing up, I had two loves. I loved music and I loved visual art. Um, But I was never really sure what to do with them as a young artist. Um, my parents weren't really sure what to do with me mm-hmm. as a young artist. Uh, and it's kind of hard because we're all so different and we all are so eclectic and mm-hmm. eccentric and what have you. But it would be wonderful if, you know, when you when you want to go into law, you know, you have these steps to take, or these institutions to go to. Um, these programs to do, you know, when you when you want to go into medicine, you know, it's kind of laid out. Um, anything, you know, when you want to go into government and, the, you know, in this region, you know, there are certain steps that you take and it's not necessarily that way for artists. So if there was some way that I could maybe wave a magic wand and make this path plain for people like me, I think that's what I would do. Um, just, yeah. 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 That's, that's wonderful. I think the more you keep putting that out there, there are other people who might have a piece of it who could, you know, one day you guys come together and it, it'll yeah. happen. Just keep putting it out there. That's great. It needs to happen. And even if it doesn't happen for me, it needs to happen for, you know, the people who are coming because yes. the greatest stories are yet to be told, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. A lot of talent in this area. So we, much. We thank you so much for stopping by. It's thank you for having great. me. I'm sorry I talk so much. <laughs> are you kidding? That was wonderful. I just get the go. <laughs> So how can people connect with you? Um, The best way to connect with me is my two, my two uh, number one spots, I would say, are Facebook and and Instagram. I'm there all day, every day. Um, But I'm Troy Soul Edler on um, Facebook and on Instagram, just Soul Edler, S-O-L-E-D-L-E-R, all one word. And same as on Twitter, uh, Soul Edler. But um, if people want to hear my music, they can go to um, YouTube and enter the same thing, S-O-L-E-D-L-E-R. They can go to iTunes or Apple Music 
and enter that. Now, my new project, we're rebranding a little bit. So mm -hmm. because people have sometimes have a hard time saying my last name properly, we've dropped my last name and we're just going by soul. So it's just S-O-L and an exclamation mark. And um, if they enter that and the name of my project, which is Upfront, um, they can find my new music on um, Apple Music or wherever else, Spotify, wherever else you want to look, Amazon, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, and I've got stuff on YouTube and I hate to be the person to say it, but you literally can kind of Google me and it just kind of pull up some stuff because there aren't a whole lot of soul editors running around. There. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So that, that, tips, that tends to do the trick. But yeah, and I, I please holler at me. Hit me up. <laughs> I'm here. So, yeah. And I love talking to people. love meeting new people, making new connections. And, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Poetry. To connect with us and to get more information, go to poetry.net. That's P-O-E-S-T-R-Y dot N-E-T. And follow us on Facebook. Twitter. Instagram. Pinterest. And, and YouTube. YouTube. Thanks for joining us today. Peace, love, and abundance. A la prochaine, mes amis. Oh, my God.